The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is a continuation of this past Sunday, Easter the 6th, our past Sunday's scripture lesson, which is from Acts 17. We'll look at verses 23 to 28 tonight, where the Apostle Paul said, Now what you worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. And he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. And as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. My dear friends in Christ, the Apostle Paul is here on his second missionary journey and he found those very religious people in the city of Athens. So many of those people were very religious, but they worshipped idols. And because they worshipped idols, well, that wasn't the true religion, and it definitely was not something that could save them. Tragically, there are so many people in the world today who are in a, a similar spot that they don't have the true religion. They may even tragically be in Christian churches that aren't giving them the real truth or so-called Christian churches and they don't even know it. When I lived in Mobile, Alabama, I would often cringe when I looked at the religious section of the paper of the Mobile Press Register because there it had a listing of all of the churches in the in the Mobile area, and then interspersed throughout the listings, it said, attend the church of your choice. And now, I cringed at that because I kind of wished it would have instead said, attend the church where you believe God's word is taught correctly in its, in its truth and purity. False religion gives false hope. And, well, it's kind of like, imagine that I gave you a pill and I said, from this pill, you'll never get COVID-19. But all I gave you was a tic-tac. That's false religion. Paul did go to the synagogue at Athens, and at that synagogue, he did find Jews and God-fearing Greeks and Hopefully these were people who knew about the promises of God 
and just needed to be pointed to Jesus as the fulfillment of those promises. But what Paul does here is he gives them true religion. He gives them the truth. He gives them the truth that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Well, let's look at what Paul had to say to those people of Athens. He said, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by hands. The false idol gods that people often worshipped back then, they often were national gods. The the Greeks had Zeus and Mercury and, and other gods. The, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Philistines, they had all of their gods. And, oh, the thing that was maybe kind of interesting about their gods is it really kind of seems to have depended on what day it was, which of those false gods ultimately would be the the better, the more powerful God because one God's nation would defeat another one's in battle. Of course, those gods weren't real, but the God, the Lord, he is not one of many gods. He is the God, the only true God. He is the creator of all things. And as the creator of all things, he's always on top. He's always in control. You don't ever have to worry about someone superseding him. He's always on top, always in control. And he's always working out things in this world for our eternal good. We don't always understand how and why he's doing the things he's doing. And we don't right now understand what exactly his plan is with this, this virus that is hitting our world. But he is working to serve our eternal good, always. Our God, it says here, does not live in temples built by hands. God does did in Old Testament times reveal his presence to the Israelite people in the temple. But the temple never contained him. God is present everywhere. The temple couldn't contain him like our homes right now often end up containing us during this time of, of lockdown. But, but God's everywhere. And because he is everywhere, he's always able to be there for us to give us the help that we need. Paul said, And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything, because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. God doesn't need us although he certainly does want us to be with him forever in heaven. There's no question about that. But we definitely do need him. We would be totally lost without him. Paul said, from one man, that's Adam, from one man 
He made every nation of men that they could inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. A verse like this gives us such comfort. God's in control. And he's working things out in this world. And, and what he says here is that, you know, we're living right now and we're living where we're living because that's the time, the place where God knows things are going to be best for us, for him to reach us. Well, why? Paul says, God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. God is omnipresent. And that means that right now he's here with me. He's there with you right now as well. And he's out there with everyone else, everywhere they may be. That's our God. But when he says he's not far from each of us, maybe here we can especially think about how, how close and acceptable, accessible the word of God is to us. How close and accessible the word of God is to us. Apart from the word of God, God does give us a basic knowledge about who he is, about his, the fact that he exists, about the fact also that we're accountable to him. And, and that means that that basic knowledge that we have about God, it, it makes us afraid of him. Thankfully, God does give us a more complete and comforting picture of himself in the word of God. He tells us of his grace and love and forgiveness. He tells us that because of Jesus' life and death and resurrection, well, because of that, he wants us with him forever. He tells us that well, we're not going to find him, but we who were lost are going to be found. He says that the Holy Spirit's going to reach us through the word of God to draw us into his believing family. Paul says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Because he created us, because... We live and move and have our being because of him. Because we are his offspring. Well, that's why he loves us so much, despite the fact that we so often sin against him. But that's why he gave us his son to be our savior. That's why he promises us that he's never going to leave or forsake us. That's why he promises us that he's going to make things, well, make things in this life work for our eternal good. And I see that's true religion. That's what God's word says. And that's why we are so richly blessed. Amen. Let's pray.
Lord God, we ask you to please keep speaking to us through your word. Please keep giving us true religion. And that means, yes, we do want you to show us our sin. But then after we've seen our sin and what we deserve because of our sin, then, then show us our Savior. Tell us of your great grace and love. Tell us that you're always going to be working for our good. Tell us that you'll never leave or forsake us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.